Howdy, folks and partners. I'm your host, Liz. I've got a migraine. I'm joined, as always, by my migraine-less co-host, Marcus. Howdy. You know, you know, this is raw. And you, you know what was, uh, you know what was really great about tonight? What I really enjoyed? What? Um, watching before Raw Poltergeist. That was fun. I didn't like that. You did. That was a bit much. Oh. No. That's my caramel. It's just. It's just a little. I don't know. It was a little too spooky for me. Oh. I don't like demons. One of my favorite uh Also, to be fair, Poltergeist is cu- like cursed as fuck. Yeah. Because Spielberg uh, was a cheap little bitch one real skeletons. Very weird. Very weird. But yeah. Uh oh, uh we also watched Raw. Um Oh, yeah. Not not great. Draft was a bit underwhelming. No cool call-ups. I think... Um, I think the thing for me is that, like... Um... With the way that they showed off the pool... I kind of could assume who was getting called up immediately. I'm shocked that Dakota Kai did not get called up, though. Yeah. That has me a little flabbergasted. Yeah, um, surprised uh, some bigger names like Gargano um, didn't get called up, like Pete Dunne, now he's left alone. He knew from the start that Gargano, Tommaso, and um, I think it was Kyle were not on the list of people getting called up. That was according to reports, you never know. Stuff can change. Like, I don't think Gable Stevenson was on the pool at all. Was he? You were looking at the pool. No, he oh, wasn't. I wish he wasn't involved at all to begin with, but. Um. Oh. Bon Rossap mentioned uh, one name left off the draft was Titus O'Neill. Um. Uh. Yeah, um, he was drafted to Raw last year. And once last year and not at all this year because he's too busy with the charity work yeah I don't think that Titus's main focus is wrestling right now yeah um but yeah I it was a good episode of Raw I think um not the best draft in the world. Uh, they just announced on Raw Talk that Liv Morgan was drafted to Raw. Oh yeah, we still have several people that have not been drafted. Yeah. Lucha House Party has not been drafted. Well, I don't think there's a Lucha House Party to be drafted at this point. You never know. 
Um, so yeah, Raw um, didn't feature anything super notable. Some brand crossover stuff for the sake of the draft. Um, for the draft, there are like some picks though that like definitely got me a little hyped up. Yeah, some like profits on Raw. Um, and with AJ. AJ. Um, but as far as the episode went, the draft was probably the biggest thing. Um, uh, Charlotte versus Bianca was supposed to be super exciting, and then it ended with the DQ. We had a tag, women's tag title match that just was lame. Rematch, third rematch. Um, Drew and Biggie teamed up against Dirty Dogs. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was definitely a really fun one, and I think the promo that went before it was also really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we got some shakeups, um, but nothing super exciting right now. I think the excitement will come on Friday. Um, I think. I hope. I hope. Yeah. All right. So. Let's uh let's just start off with the news. Oh, I'm gonna do this time? What? What's that? Actually fucking change the sign. Oh, I thought you were gonna skip the news this time. You're cute. Huh? You're cute. Aw, thanks. Um Okay. See. What? I have to pull up the news. Okay. Um. So let's see what we've got. Not a ton of news, actually. Shockingly. Um. The first one is first piece of news is that Tessa Blanchard has finally signed with somebody. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, she finally signed with the relaunched version of WOW, Women of Wrestling. Um, they have a press conference scheduled for Wednesday night, October 6th. Um, so far, the only names heard that are attached um, are Blanchard and apparently another unnamed former WOW talent. Um... Okay. I mean, it's Tessa Blanchard, allegedly racist. Um, (laughs) Morgan Smith said, "Thank God, it's a place nobody cares." (laughs) That's that's kind of what my face was about. (laughs) Like, oh well. (laughs) Don't touch Impact again. Please. Wasn't she on AEW Um, for a hot second too? I'd have sworn. Like early on, I heard there. Were, I thought there were rumors that she was going to be. She was at All In. I know that. Bought Britt Baker and Chelsea Green, I think. Um. But uh, yeah, that's that's news. <laughs> it is in fact a new piece of information. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Another piece of news is that it seems like Fandango or Fandango, I don't, I'm never going to decide how I want to pronounce it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, 
might be going over to GCW for a little bit of fun. Okay. Um, there was a video on their Twitter account that um, said Fandango, and then it faded out to just Dango. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's going to be for their uh, Fight Club event in Atlantic City. Um, which is John Moxley versus Nick Gage, and Mick Foley's the one presenting the title. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I could see uh, um, Fandango fighting Joey Janela. That'd be fun. I'm just glad that Fandango seems like he's like just doing what he wants to do now. Yeah, I mean... Spent like, his entire like 90 days fucking redoing his entire house. Now that, now that like... WWE isn't the only place where you can get big off of professional wrestling. Uh, there's kind of a freedom that seems to be whenever somebody's uh, 90 day expires. Yeah. Um, speak of the devil and he shall appear, actually. Apparently, Braun Strowman has been in talks with AEW. Um... Apparently, Impact really wants him. He has been talking to AEW. And there are, like, one or two rumors. And I don't really know how, like, how loud these rumors are, per se. But there's a rumor that he's going to be the Joker for the casino ladder match. There's a lot of rumors about that. Um, I think Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, is probably the biggest one. Because he deleted that tweet, too. Um, the the Joker card that he tweeted. Um, but I don't. Braun's like the one name that I I want. I don't want them to pick up Braun because Braun doesn't offer anything. Braun will be great on Impact. Yeah. He he has a similar vibe to everyone there. He'd be great uh, at Ring of Honor. Um. Even like NJPW, I feel like he'd be really good. Like him versus Hikaleo. That'd be cool. I think that would be better for Impact, honestly, because you can get that on Impact. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Um. Speaking of people siding with my eye is twitching. This is embarrassing. Um. Speaking of people signing with AEW. It seems like there is a chance, shot in hell, that Bobby Fish signed with AEW. Yeah. Um, he has a match with Sammy this Wednesday, which I realize we're not going to get to see, and I'm actually quite. <laughs> but, regardless. Um, he. The match card picture thing, whatever you want to call it, match card, match card, um, was posted, and he's wearing a piece of Bobby Fish merch, and the bottom corner has the AEW logo. So there's rumors that Bobby Fish is uh, him, all elite. Yeah. If he is, and I'm going to cry. I love him so much. I'm so happy. I'm happy for him too. He was also one of those names that was like, I don't know if he'd be able to offer much to AEW, um, but 
I mean, one one feud that definitely would have to happen is him and Adam Cole, Bebe. Adam um, Cole already reacted to it. Yeah, maybe even a partnership. Like maybe they can reunite Undisputed Era on AEW. That would be really cool. I'm I'm sort of wondering if that's sort of the ploy here. Maybe, maybe. If Tony's like, I'm going to rebuild this and make it better. I mean, Undisputed Era already got the run of a lifetime on NXT. They pretty much accomplished all their dreams. Everyone won titles. They they were the biggest name in NXT. They made NXT as big as it is. So, I don't I don't know if there's any point in reuniting them besides just the the fuck you to WWE. But yeah, it'll be fun. Be interesting. Um, um, also, could be a draw to bring um, when the time comes, Kyle and Roddy over. Yeah. Whether it means like whether or not they actually like reunite in any capacity, I think it like kind of would give them a good reason to maybe say, "Yeah, I'll come over." Yeah. Um, and it will add another faction to AEW, which is a lot of fun. That's something WWE needs more. Factions. Not allowed to have factions, Mark. Yep. Then you end up like um, uh, the Hurt Business, and uh, two of you don't get drafted. I have to imagine that they're saying on Raw. Imagine they don't. Um. So... Last few pieces of news is one apparently Rey Mysterio is not clear to compete. There is no r- real reason why. Um, it is just an undisclosed medical reason. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. He was supposed to compete um, a six man tag against the Bloodline um, at the San Juan show, but he not instead dominic fought gender and the bloodline took on finn cesaro and drew which quite frankly seems like a baller fucking lineup yeah yeah i've been seeing those results um and they have roman and the bloodline lose a lot like a lot i get you have to play up the crowd and you have the face wins but i feel like roman's like the exception roman should always win i don't know yeah i don't know maybe they're like vetting it to see like how the crowd reacts it's been happening like every week they have him lose they have him and, and the bloodline lose um i don't know man but uh ryan satin said on twitter that on raw talk they announced everyone else who was going to raw that is dana brooke dirty dogs jackson Riker, veer Mia Yim, Tamina, Tegan, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and The Miz. Janky uh, and Jinder were not in that group. What about... Did you say Shotzi? Uh, did I say Shotzi? Let me go back. said Tegan. I would think that their names would be together. You would think. Why can't I find Ryan Sutton's tweet now? Hold on. Hold on. Holding. 
Uh, Keegan, yeah, Shotzi wasn't in there. And going to SmackDown is Shotzi, Natalia, Jinder, and Shanky. So they broke up Natty and Tamina, and they broke up Shotzi and no, Tegan? No, no, they didn't break up. Oh, yes, they did break up Natty and Tamina. <laughs> they should just get rid of those. They should get rid of the women's tag titles at this point. Like, just, just oh add God. a mid-card title for the women and call it that. Oh my god, that is fucking ridiculous! Remember when they were number one contenders? And last SmackDown, they even said, Hey, we're up next for the tag title, because we already... We already have number one contender. Although... October 22nd is when it takes into effect. Oh god, and they broke up, or they removed Veer from, um, Jinder and, and Co. Is interesting. Wonder, like, what would Veer, unless they're bringing, um, the other, uh, what, what, what was the tag team name? What, what was Veer's um, tag uh, team? Indushare. Oh yeah, the, the other half of Indushare. Maybe they'll bring him back. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sing. Was it Sing? No, it was Garav. Gar, uh, Garav and and. No. Definitely, I don't think it was Sing. I'm almost positive it is. Rinku Singh and so oh no wait because Veer is not what was his that right. wasn't his name yeah there was Saurav Gurjar and Rinku Singh and I don't remember right um, I think Saurav is the one that's not around right now okay I thought it was the other way around um, but anyway nobody look at me right now it's there it's nightmare. I mean, what they could do is bring an Ember Moon up and have her tag with with uh, Shotzi again. You're implying that like they accidentally broke up these women's tag teams. No. And we're like, oh no. No, no, no. I'm saying they're multiplying. So they would break up Tegan and Knox to have Ember come up and tag with Shotzi and call Dakota up, the team with Tegan. Because WWE doesn't care about continuity in NXT, i.e., Champa and Gargano. I have no clue. I, my head is like spinning now. That has me like absolutely out of my mind. I feel like. Yeah, a lot of questionable decisions. But uh, is there any more news? There's one piece of news. You're gonna laugh at me. It is. Trademarks. Two trademarks. Um, these are actually interesting trademarks. Um, they have trademarked Raw, Rebound, and SmackDown Breakdown. They sound like um, a recap names, like recap bits. Yeah. Um, they previously used Raw, Rebound for a brief segment recapping Raw. Um, That I think 
would air on SmackDown, and I would imagine vice versa. Hmm. Okay. Um, alternatively, it sounds like, uh, like, like, post-show names, like Talking Smack and Raw Talk, like, just renaming those. Yeah. I like Talking Smack, though. I mean, Raw Talk, whatever. Yeah. Take it or leave it, but. Um. I'm still, like, my head is spinning. I'm sorry. I'm, like, Like I said, fuck? a lot of questionable decisions. It's, it's been the entirety of WWE. Um, all right. <laughs> Just to add on top of the, the, it being questionable, how they tweeted that's been two years since Brock Lesnar crushed Kofi Kingston for the WWE title, and made that the worst booking decision in recent years. Mm. All right. So let's get into the recap of this mediocre episode of raw so we get becky lynch coming out to start off she says the man has come around to monday night raw it's been about a year and a half since i stood on this stage i'm about to make a lot of executives unhappy by jumping the gun so the first draft for raw is big time bex this is my show now i know i'm still holding this pointing to the title but I was the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, but I never lost that title. The person holding it now, Charlotte Flair. Since I beat her, she's never been the same. I've been better than ever, and she can't stand it. It's time to be Becky Two Belts once again. Charlotte Flair then comes out. She says, let me say hello to my old friend, Bex. Let me remind you, before you were Becky Two Belts, you were Becky Pre-Show. Um, I made you famous. You really need to get over your inferiority complex. You're always going to be looking up to me. Clearly, we have some unfinished business. Bianca Belair then comes out. You're all talking unfinished business. You must feel threatened because uh, you both took cheap shots at me. Neither of you are ready for the EST of WWE. Soon to be EST of Monday Night Raw. Because I go here now. Uh, Charlotte just goes, That was really cute, but shh. The champions are talking. Bianca says, Who do you think you're talking to? I know you didn't just disrespect me. Technically, you don't even go here anymore. So, Becky, you better get your girl because she doesn't know me. Charlotte says, First of all, I'm no one's girl. I'm not a girl. I am a woman. You've done a lot. You've almost done as much as me. But the only one you should be doing, the only thing you should be doing is thanking me for paving the way for you. Uh, Becky chimes in and says, I don't know, Bianca, that sounds pretty disrespectful to me. Uh, if it was me, I'd fight Charlotte right now. I've done it so many times, I've got nothing to prove. You two have never fought before. I wonder what would happen. Bianca? I only give out opportunities, not charities. Oh wait, that was Charlotte that said that. Um, Bianca says, I've got something I can give to you. She starts, she starts taking off her earrings. Pierce and Sony come out. They say, I think, we, I think we can give you guys the right opportunity. I think we're looking at a hell of a main event. It'll be Charlotte versus Bianca. Uh, then we have Natalia and Tamina versus Ray Ripley, Nikki Ash for the title. 
but first a United States Championship match. And then Jeff Hardy comes out for that match. It, it's it, another situation where it's like, if this didn't happen, if, if Charlotte and Bianca hadn't had this little fight, if Becky hadn't instigated this, what would the main event have been? What did they originally have booked? Do they, do they in kayfabe, not know what is going to be booked? Do they just hope that these wrestlers will cause some shit, stir up some shit during the show, and they'll just have a main event fall in their lap? Which it seems happens. Yeah, I don't know. It always confuses me. Horrible business practices. Horrible, 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 horrible. All right, so um, I was in the bathroom for this, so Liz had to fill me in, and that's why I tweeted why uh, why Bobby wasn't drafted, <laughs> because I was in the bathroom for this part. So we got the first round draft picks. Uh, Bobby stays on Raw. Bianca goes to Raw. The USO stay on SmackDown, and Sasha stays on SmackDown. Really thought they were going to make a whole storyline of trying to keep the Usos on SmackDown. Like, yeah. You had a perfect setup there. Makes no sense. Also, to be fair, um, while Mark was tweeting, why wasn't Bobby drafted? I He kept asking, he's like, so Bobby hasn't been drafted? I was like, no, I don't think so. I fucking watched the thing. You, you told me twice. Yeah, definitely said that two times, yeah. So to be fair, though, I told you it twice the moment you came back. Mm-hmm. So we're both at fault here. But you watched it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mary also said it just proves that the Raw and SmackDown writers can't be the same. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I feel like the SmackDown writers were definitely setting up for something where they were like, this is going to be like X, Y and Z is going to happen. And then like gonna get the new day back together it's gonna bring the usos back to smackdown it's gonna be a whole thing don't worry guys and raw writers were just like saw the memo and said no the the like the head writer just looked at him he was he he looked at that and then he looked at the draft list and saw that the usos were drafted smackdown already like shit (laughs) oh god what a mess, what a mess. Then we get Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. This was when I knew it was going downhill a little bit. This was when I knew the apple cart was off the tracks, just a fraction. When, just a uh, centimeter. When Jeff Hardy got his third United States Championship opportunity. You, you would think that like the third one would be the one where Jeff Hardy wins, Damian Priest goes to SmackDown, Damian Priest, for whatever reason, fights... Uh, Roman and I live happily ever after. Well, the worst part is we don't get promos leading up to this. Like, give us, give us, like, give us something. Like, a promo before this, or an open challenge, or Jeff Hardy comes out again, or like, like, I don't know. They need to space out their title matches. Really do. They really do. I mean, this is the second week in a row where we got a 
maybe third week in a row where we got a United States championship uh, defense. Yeah, I don't think that Damien needs to be defending this title 24-7. Damien should have lost it today. Really should have. Should have lost it. He should have, and then he... Oh, actually, Jeff Hardy's going to SmackDown, so that will have just been brought there. Bring Shinsuke to Raw. I really thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have thought, you would have thought. But that's the problem. Would have made sense, it would have been good writing. Yeah. You see, Liz, Anyways. that's... The problem is, you you know wrestling. That's the problem. You gotta think from... From the perspective of one of WWE's writers, so think, think like an intern. Think like mm. like a magazine editor. Yeah. Think like like a sports editor. Not a creative mind. Sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone of those jobs that I listed. Think like a a a, a passionate fan. I swear to God, you know what I'm going to do one of these days? I'm going to send WWE the most impressive fucking resume they've ever seen, and I'm going to say, I don't know what the fuck wrestling is. I'm going to get fucking hired, and then I'm going to change everything, boys. Everything's getting changed. This is how I stage my coup. <laughs> They'll be like, you, you sent an application like a year ago saying you were a fan of wrestling what happened i don't know that bitch <laughs> yeah that was elizabeth vink <laughs> don't you dare all right uh compare me to that man you mean duke hudson oh, duke. so yeah now we've got damien priest versus jeff hardy yeah, so there's a shoulder tackle to Jeff. Jeff gets kicked and uh, sees himself out of the room. Damien then avoids Jeff as he goes to... Jeff gets up on the fucking apron, dude, and goes to, like, fly out onto Damien. And Damien just says, see ya. And then Corey was like, this is what happens when you fight each other so much, you just know each other's moves. But also, you can see him standing up on the turnbuckle, and you know what he's gonna do. You can just step to the side. It's just like, Jeff, god damn it, dude. So, um, you get a cannonball Jeff off of the steps, which nearly brains Jeff on the corner of the announce desk. Um, we get back in the ring. Jeff is sitting backwards on the top rope. This is, I think, post-commercial break. Um, Jeff is sitting backwards on the top rope, fighting Priest off of him. He hits the whisper in the wind to Priest, and I kind of thought that was that was it, really. I was like, that's fucking short. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, there's a failed reckoning after that, and a failed twist of fate, and a uh, successful bell clap. Um, Damien clotheslines Hardy. Hardy gets off a successful twist of fate, finally. Um, Which is a swanton. He hits a twist of fate and the swanton, and Damien still kicks out. Uh, he hits the swanton that nearly sends him headfirst into the ground. Um, and he covers only to be rolled up and to lose, which... You know what? 
there is a potentially positive ending here. Yeah. Based on what Jeff said. Yeah, so basically Jeff stays in the ring and he says that we're going to see a different side of him on SmackDown. I know everyone's thrown around, what's it, Willow? Widow? Willow? Hello. Willow. Um, it might it might be what SmackDown originally had planned for Jeff after the bar brawl when we saw Nega Jeff. That was Willow. It, was, it, it was was, like a, wasn't like I, I think so of Willow I think as like what that was probably yeah. Um, but until we see the whole Willow, was it a mask or was it all face paint? Can't remember. I know it was like something extravagant. Um, this is one of those things where now that you've asked me, I actually don't. <laughs> know. It was like it was a really cool look. Sure it was a, yeah, it was a mask. Okay. With face paint too, I believe. Mm. Until we see the whole mask and and face paint and everything, it's gonna be naked, Jeff. I mean, Jeff was straight up just talking about how he was gonna bring back Willow. So. I'm holding tight. I'm holding tight to this. All right, all right. You, there was another point recently where I was talking about it. I think like months, months ago. I was talking about it last September. Oh, so a year ago. But like this past September. There was another time before then when he was on SmackDown prior. Right. I'm just saying that he was the fact that he was just talking about it. And today he made. The remarks he made. Hard subject to change. Okay. Mean means things can change in a moment's notice, especially with Vince McMahon. Alright, so then uh out of nowhere and very awkwardly, Austin Theory comes out. He says, No respect, Jeff. Uh my my dream has come true. I got drafted to Raw and now I'm standing in the ring with Jeff Hardy. Austin. You've been drafted to Raw before. You were on Raw like over a year ago. I think he's got the brain cells to remember that, Mark. If he's NXT Austin, then no. But if he's Raw Austin, then yes. Um. Uh. Uh. He says, "I want to know." I want you to know my childhood. I watched you and you inspired me. Is there any way we can take a selfie? Take a selfie. He attacks Jeff. Uh, he lays out Jeff. Jeff's on the floor and he takes another selfie with him. And he posts them both on Twitter. Um, but, oh my god. NXT Austin Theory's gone. They, they, they butchered him. They've massacred my boy. you get for choosing Austin Theory as your boy? Well, my boy was was Gargano Jr. He is no longer Gargano Jr. I wonder what Johnny must be feeling right now. He's like, fuck, after all this character development. Yeah, honestly. Which is like anyone that comes up from NXT, you lose everything. Like, they literally take everything about your character and just say, fuck that, and give you something new. Like, they were going to do that with Adam Cole. Um, 
So then we get uh, RK, an interview with RK Bro. Um, Riddle says, now that RK Bro is back in action, it's time we get revenge on AJ and Omos. Uh, he's, he looks at Randy and says, you're glowing right now, Randy. Like You look like a snake in the sun, you know, because a snake sheds its skin. And then Riddle's that Randy for work today, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Randy says, Riddle, I appreciate the useless facts, but are you done? We have the opportunity to defend these titles. That doesn't happen until Crown Jewel. Another fucking title match that they announce on Twitter. They announce the small matches in the episodes. But they announced the big matches on Twitter. You would think they announced the big matches on TV. Where they're trying to get all the viewers. Um, but uh, what, what is this? Uh, in the meantime, it's a special night because I have a proposition. Omos, I'm talking to you. I think it is time that we go one-on-one. Hmm, fat chance. Uh, then we get draft round two. Seth Rollins is drafted to Raw following Edge, who was drafted there yesterday, or uh, on Friday. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs stay on SmackDown. Damian Priest stays on Raw, and Sheamus is moved to SmackDown. That'll be very interesting. Um, would love Sheamus versus Shinsuke, um, but I tweeted, it's a shame we never got uh, Sheamus versus Big E again, this time for the WWE title. They had a killer feud for the IC title. Honestly, though, hmm. I can have one thing. I just want resolution to the Seamus Jeff Hardy story. Sami Zayn is finally brought to justice. Yeah, it's never going to happen. He will never, though. ever, ever convince me that it was not Sammy. Yeah, it was definitely Sammy. Snake. That's definitely what they went in thinking, but then it's like, shit, we booked ourselves into a corner. Can't say it's Sammy now, because he's gone. And then, by the time Sammy came back, they were on Raw. Sucks. Sucks. Actually, no, when Sammy came back, they were on SmackDown, because he fought Jeff. We thought that there was going to be, because he fought for Jeff for the belt, and we thought that there was going to be some sort of, like... Aha moment. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. Yeah. Like, how are you telling me that the one person who was absent, the one person who had his belt taken away from him, wasn't the person that sneakily destroyed Jeff Hardy? Mm-hmm. What other man with a red hair and red beard is there besides Seamus? Heath Slater. Fuck. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm also just realizing there's one person that was left out of the draft that's not injured. Elias. I was wondering, because I... Mm. It's been a while since we've got any of these Elias promos. Like, what's happened? I think they just don't know what to do with him, and they think they, they realize everyone's forgot about him. So they can have him just debut anywhere since he's a free agent. 
how do you how do you forget about Elias? <laughs> Come on, they they teased a big thing for him. I don't know. I I don't know if we're. I'm not gonna say. It. I don't know if he's gonna come back with anything special. Oh, he's got. I mean, he got rid of his old guitar gimmick. Miriam said rewrites probably. I would hate. I would hate if he came back and he still had the guitar. I mean, it, guitar is good for him, but they they had this whole storyline that they've been trying to build up. Whatever. Um, so then we get Dana Baszler versus Dana Brooke, who we haven't seen in a hot minute. Yeah. Um, so Dana's hyperextending Shane's arm in the corner. It looks really goofy. Um, before unloading some punches, we get a funky little arm breaker to Dana. Um, Shayna goes to stomp on the arm, but she can't get it. She gets rolled up um, and then gets Dana into an arm bar and then the Kirafuda clutch to drop Dana out. Yeah, and then uh, she's about to brutalize Dana like she did everyone else, and then Dewdrop comes out to help her. I'm so tired of this Dewdrop gimmick. It is so corny. It's so bad. She pulled a reverse Bailey, which doesn't work. I, you know, the thing with Piper is that mm -hmm. I... It seems like she's kind of over with the crowd. I'm happy for her for that. Um, maybe she's having fun. I don't know. I do miss Piper the Viper. Yeah. I, trying to give this version of Piper a chance. It's hard, but I'm trying. It would be better if she had better walkout music. I mean, she... I don't know. It's just... The, they try so hard to, like be there for the children crowd but then that conflicts with their storylines of like drew with a sword threatening to slash people up them saying shit um yeah, drew keeps threatening to stab people and it's getting a little stressful yeah yeah i mean he smashed ginger's a face move drew um You've also got Goldberg threatening to kill Bobby Lashley. Like, that is not a children's program. <laughs> Goldberg straight up said, I'm going to murder you. And everyone was like... Like, no DQ, that means I can kill you. And I was like, no, Goldberg, it doesn't. Funny um, enough. I mean, that, that's why I, I feel like AEW feels so consistent and and resonates more because they seem to aim for one one demographic aiming for like the the like the 16 to 20 demographic is probably the best because kids can watch that and and still feel fine like it'll, it'll still resonate with them and then older crowds can be into it i don't know i i feel like WWE is just trying to hit across the board with all the demographics, but it's not going to work. You're you're spreading too far and wide. Um, but uh, after that, we get 
an interview with the Usos and Paul Heyman. They even had a promo to go with the storyline, but there wasn't anything to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. And it, this didn't add anything either. Um, Paul, uh, Kevin walks in and starts interviewing them. Paul Heyman says, you're prettier than Kayla. Uh, I am the warden of the Uso Penitentiary. Love that he opens with you're prettier than Kayla. You know what, Paul? Go off. It's like, you know what, Paul? Okay. <laughs> if, if that's where we're swinging today, sure. <laughs> um, and Kevin asks, is that how you've maintained Brock Lesnar's status as a free agent? And then the Usos and Paul shut up. And the Usos just stop. Dare at Paul with knives in their eyes. My, they, they stare daggers into him. That's the phrase. Paul Heyman's gonna die. Uh, I'm telling you, it, the crown jewel has got to be a Paul Heyman on a pole match. Um, well, I think it's gonna be one of those situations where Roman's like, I don't fucking want him. So you can have him. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Um, so, then we had Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, which, this sounded like a banger of a match, because both these tag teams are awesome, they all rock, but this was a two-minute match. That's the one thing that I've noticed with these two draft episodes, is that the matches really suffer at the hand of the draft picks. Like in the, I, I get it, but just have fewer matches. I mean, not even SmackDown so much. SmackDown was fine with the matches. So SmackDown, SmackDown was okay, but SmackDown's matches were also very short. They had three matches. Yeah. And and even today's Raw had less matches than normal, but they had seven. They need to get rid of those interview segments. You didn't need Heyman and the Usos in an interview. You didn't need Arc. Uh, you kind of need RK Bros interview. Um, you didn't need, uh, Austin Theory coming in because Jeff Hardy's not going to be on fucking Raw Hot soon. That's not a storyline you're, you're fucking building up. Um, what, what else didn't you need? What else didn't you need? You didn't need the 24-7 bit. Cut that out. Kevin Owens bit with Tazawa. Uh, 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 interview with Seth. You didn't need that. Yeah, you could have cut out all that stuff and just extend the matches. You you run a... I know they're not a, a wrestling company anymore. They're not a pro wrestling company, but their main product is still focused on professional wrestling and in-ring storytelling. Focus on that. That is your primary medium. Like that that is where your climaxes happen. Hey. I don't know, man. I don't know. It it's like like if we were doing the UPF and we had uh we, we cut down all of our matches be two minutes long. Suddenly oh. all of our promos are longer than our matches combined. And uh, we suddenly have uh, 
five to ten minute long episode. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Um, also, this match kind of suffered from the fact that there were so many tags. Like, so many tags. Also, Lindsay Dorado is still a free agent. And he tweeted him waiting with dot dot dot. There's an ant. Oh, okay. Tried murdering it. Did it work? I don't think so. Oh, that's fine. successful. Um, yeah. So, that sucks. Um, I... I'm not shocked. By any means. Um, I think that Lindsay is getting shit end of the stick. What is going on? That's fucking killing. Hang on. Hang on. I've got to do this. I'm going to do this. You want me to talk about and... the episode or talk about the match? Why don't you talk about Lindsay? What's there? Talk about Lindsay. He's a free agent. Um, I guess I, what I'm trying to say is that I think he's being subjected to the kind of some flack for the fact that Grand Metal League has requested his release and Callisto was already released. I feel like there's something to that. I mean, it, it, it's probably, it probably has to do with that, um, but they can't separate Lindsay from Grand Metal League, so you feel the need to draft them together, which I mean, I get. What? Killed it and it crunched. What do you? Well, yeah, bug, bugs crunch. I heard it. Thank you. Anyways, talk about the match. Um, we get Mansoor and we got Umberto in. Um, Mansoor is whipped into the corner by Umberto, and then Mustafa gets in, and then Arza gets in, and um. Mustafa dodges Angel, sending him into the corner, kicks him upside the head. We get a stiff right to the face of Mustafa. Mustafa, however, manages to... He grabs, like... It looks like he's kind of going for, like, a knee breaker, almost. Um, but instead, he, like, grabs Angel by, like, the knee and part of his upper body. And then, like, kind of, like, corkscrews himself into, like, a suplex. I don't know what the fuck... <laughs> but it was bananas. Um, then Mansoor comes in to attack. Um, he gets sent out by Umberto, uh, and there's a clothesline to Mansoor ringside. Umberto slams Mustafa's head into the post, and then Angel rolls him up to win. Yeah, very underwhelming for what could have been an incredible match. Um, like this, this is definitely a match you. That they should have given extra time to. The rest, whatever. Um, th this is like the one where you know these guys can pull off something amazing. Yeah. Um, Alright, so... And it does seem like there's kind of a ladder that they're, that they're having them climb up. A clearly Angel and Umberto are like the guys that are probably going to be the next challenger. 
uh, to RK Bro. And, uh, wait, were they drafted as SmackDown? Hey, Angel and Umberto? Angel and Umberto were. <laughs> this is why you need a plan. This is why you need, like, what is, what is happening? What is going to happen now with Angel and Umberto if, if, if they're, they're climbing the ladder on Raw, what is there for them on SmackDown? Are they going to be like next in line for the SmackDown tag titles? In which case, it's heel versus heel. Uh, well, it didn't um, Monster and Mustafa also drafted to SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. I guess so, the feud can continue. Yeah, possible. Uh, but still, Biggie and Finn Balor are the number one contender still. We uh, we just saw how much a number one contenders match means. Yep. All right. So then we get draft round three. AJ Styles and Omos stay on Raw. Shayna Baszler goes to SmackDown. Kevin Owens goes to Raw. And Zia Lee is called up to SmackDown. All all interesting. Like like AJ and almost staying on Raw is really good. So we'll get Finn and AJ together, and that's awesome. If they give them a story. Maybe we can get Bauer Club back or the OC. Um Shayna Baszler going to SmackDown could be fun. Her versus Tony Storm's a good matchup. Um, Kevin Owens to Raw would be pretty interesting. He'd be away from Sammy. Um, but I feel like there's a lot for him on Raw. And then Xylee to SmackDown, it's whatever. They probably won't give her much. Can't imagine. Yeah, I don't. I I've got I've got some hope for her. I do. I mean, I have hope. I've got a lot of hope in her and her abilities. I don't have a lot of hope that SmackDown writers will give anything that's not to the four horse women. I well, nah. like uh, if you're not a big meaty man, you're gonna be fucked, and if you're not. One of the four horsewomen, you're gonna be fucked. Or be like two classes of people in in the WWE main roster. Yeah. All right. So then, um, we get Biggie in the ring. It says it feels incredible to be on my show, but I'd be lying if I said the past week or so didn't uh, meet me with some challenges. Kofi and Xavier were drafted to a brand I am not on. I was also in the most physically grueling match of my career. I made sure the almighty Bobby Lashley fell to his knees. I came show the world I am your rightful WWE champion. But in typical WWE fashion, before I could even breathe for a minute, the next challenger declared himself. This man is no joke. He is a two-time WWE champion. He is an actual and literal swordsman. This man is Drew McIntyre. Before I waste more of your time, uh, if you will, Drew... Come down to this ring and speak your mind. Drew McIntyre comes out. He says, I have unfinished business on Raw. 
I've been waiting for a hero to step up and liberate that title from Bobby Lashley, and now you're WWE Champion. This is where most would antagonize you. Uh, but I will tell you the truth. You deserve to be WWE Champion. I do things the old-fashioned way. I want to look you in the eyes and congratulate you. But couldn't he have done that last week when he came out after the steel cage match? Couldn't he have just walked to the ring after the cameras cut and say congratulations? It was, this was a, this had a weird beginning for sure. Um, but technically you did cash in on an injured Bobby Lashley, but he also bought Bobby Lashley in a steel cage. So. He kind of proved himself a couple times over. And he won a... Oh, did he win that triple threat? With Roman and Bobby? Oh, oh Roman, Roman won that. Yeah. Um, uh, where am I? Although Lashley attacked me from behind, and he cashed in on me... And technically, nobody likes Lashley. And technically, E, I challenge you for a match for the WWE Championship. And then the Dirty Dogs come out, which is not something I was expecting. Um, and Rude says, Dolph and I are reminding our business in the back. We couldn't help but overhear this beautiful story. Uh, Dolph says, Very inspirational, E. I am genuinely proud of you. I texted you congrats, you left it on red though. It's an inspirational story. I just wondered why you thanked everyone if you forgot to thank me. Um, and Biggie says, you want me to say thank you? Dolph says, I knew you'd forget. And then we get a video package of Biggie and Dolph when they were a team. And Biggie was Dolph's bodyguard. Um... Dolph says, we were at WrestleMania dominating. I'm sure that had nothing to do with my mentoring. Um, there's no way, there's no New Day or Money in the Bank cash-in without DZ. There is no Big E. I know E. Oh, no. Um, Dolph says, I don't know E. You might have a point. And Dolph says, easy, Jack. You are next. And then Dolph, uh, Drew mimics the what chance, and he shouts what at Dolph. The thing was, it was like it was mimicking it, but at the same time, the fact that he did it the one time, it was very like not quite at the right time. I was like, Andrew, I, I also hate. Dave. I hate that the fucking crowd. Was was what chanting Dolph and Rude because it's like, do you guys remember the last time Dolph and Drew got in a feud? It was fantastic. Last year, Extreme Rules. It was one of the best uh, title feuds Drew had in his title run. Definitely couldn't have been what chanting them that loudly because I didn't notice. No, oh, I I caught. It. That's why Drew was what chanting, or he he said oh, what. I thought he was just being a dick. No, no, he was he was catching on. Um, but, uh, Dolph says, all right, he says, we all know where your career was a few years ago. You made an inspirational story and brought yourself back to WWE. We see a video package with them. He says, all I've ever wanted, because I am a gentleman, is a simple thank you. The one reason I don't like this 
is because he ran this back a year ago at Extreme Rules. This is what he did. This is the story he did when he went to Drew for his title. He pulled the same thing, talked about the same storyline, talked about the same reference. If it stuck with Big E, that'd be fine. Um, Drew says, you want thank yous from the two of us. Big E says, clearly you've upgraded from the both of us. <laughs> Rude gets offended. He says, I am twice the friend and partner you ever were. You, a bodyguard, I put the body in bodyguard. You call yourself Big E. They call me Big Bob. <laughs> Big Bob. Bob's big boy. I also love that Rude was like, not just am I like stronger or better than you, I'm twice the friend. Like, yeah, that's what matters, buddy. I mean, that really is. That That really is what matters. Um... And Drew says, not one person calls you that. <laughs> and Dolph says, don't disrespect Big Bob. All I'm asking is for a simple thank you. Biggie says, we do owe you something. And that something is an ass whooping. So how about the two of you? Oh no, Drew says this. So how about the two of you against me? Oh no, Biggie saying this. How about two of you against me, Biggie? And Drew says, and me, Big D. <laughs> This whole fucking promo. <laughs> it was a bit off the rails. I needed to, like, lay down. He says, right here, tonight, right now. And then uh, we, we get that match. We get Biggie and Drew McIntyre versus the Dirty Dogs. Yes, we do. Um, we have Drew versus Dolph to start. He slams Dolph onto the apron. Um... He gets in, he goes for the big splash on the apron. Um, this gets Rude back in after the fact. Uh, there's a shoulder tackle to Rude. Drew gets back in. Rude kicks Drew in the chest. Um, and Drew then drops Rude. Big E gets in off that. Dolph gets in. He drop kicks E. There's a headlock. Rude gets back in. He stomps on E in the corner. He goes for a knee drop on E, but um, Big E avoids. Uh, Drew gets back in. There's a boot to the face and then an overhead toss suplex to Rude in the second one. Uh, Dolph pops in illegally and gets the same treatment. Um, Drew goes to splash Rude in the corner, but Rude dodges him, sending him shoulder first into the post. Um, ringside afterwards, because Rude went to go attack Drew after he kind of like fell out to ringside. And the ref was like, no, 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 stay in the ring, which distracted the ref and let Dolph get a super kick in. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Mm, <laughs> what is the ref doing? Was his... Never mind. Not the point. Um, so, we get a set of... We go to commercial break, we come back, there's a side headlock on Drew from Rude, and then an elbow to the face of Rude, and then uh, Ziggler gets... Um, and then Ziggler. Hold on. Elbow to the face of Rude, and then one to Ziggler. Uh, there's a headbutt to Robert, and then Big E gets in, Dolph gets in, there's a suplex to Dolph twice, and then a third time. Um, he manages the big splash. He can't quite get the big ending, though. Uh, Dolph, on his way 
over Biggie's back, rakes Biggie's eye. Doesn't really help him because Biggie Uranagi's him the moment Dolph runs at him. Um, Rude saves the day for Dolph. Biggie tosses Rude to the apron, goes to spear him off of the apron, but gets a knee to the uh, chest or the stomach. Um, Dolph goes for the cover, but Drew interferes this time. Um, he duplexes Rude ringside after Rude sends him out of the ring. I'll try to roll up E. in there, folks. Um, there's no luck. There's a near super kick to E, but uh, Dolph gets stopped. Big E catches him. Big E goes for the big ending, but Drew tags in on E as he's about to do it. Uh, he hits the claymore onto Dolph to win. Rude interferes post-match and gets the big ending um, himself. Although this feud is probably going to end at Crown Jewel, it could be really good because... I mean, both these guys are, are incredible workers, and they're doing the, the face-face feud. Which, when done right, which it seems like it's happening, um, it ends up being really good. Really interesting. Um, so then, then we get Reggie and Adam Pierce. Um, Reggie says, I thought you wanted to talk about the draft. Um, Pierce is like, no, you must have heard the wrong thing. Viking Raiders walk in. Um, they block the exit. Reggie's ambushed by Truth, and then Reggie's Reggie evades everyone, attacking him. Apollo and Aziz walk in. And then he just says, Apollo says, Reggie, it's good to see you again. Reggie runs away. Uh, Apollo says, Commander, I told you it would be exciting. And then Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, he comes out to the ring. Akira Tozawa comes out. He says, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Kevin Owens here. Well, welcome back to Monday Night Raw. Tonight, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight Reggie for the 24-7 title right now. And then Kevin gives a stunner to Tozawa. Like, I get it. This is to provoke Tozawa to probably do like a bigger push or something. I don't know. Um, I hope so. Yeah. But this this wasn't fucking necessary. This whole segment wasn't necessary. He got his his squash from Keith Lee last week. That should be enough. I wonder if I don't. Okay, so this is this is going to sound not great. Um, it's not my fault. Um, the whole pushing Tazawa thing is kind of. I don't know in my head if that's what they would do. Yeah. Because Tozawa isn't, he, he's got a really heavy accent. And we all know how the WWE feels about that shit. You mean how um, Booker T feels? Fucking it. Um, that's one of those things that I'm like, if they're giving him a push, awesome. But at the same time, based on history, I'm not sure if they are, but if they aren't, then what the fuck are they doing? You just gotta, gotta get, give them a gimmick change. Like, you don't even have to give them a push. Give them a gimmick change away from that stereotypical ninja shit. Yeah, give him, you know, make him a, per a person. Something serious. God. Um... 
Then uh, we get draft round four. Three profits go to Raw. They're not broken up, unlike two women's tag teams. Uh, Viking Raiders go to SmackDown. Finn Balor goes to Raw. And Ricochet goes to SmackDown. Finn Balor is probably the most exciting one here. There's going to be some interesting feuds on Raw. Please bring back either Bauer Club or the OC. Please. I want it. Inject into my veins. Oh, I want Bauer Club so badly. I think it'd, I think if anything, it'd be Bauer Club because like that's how Finn has been referring to himself since returning. Him, AJ, and Omos. Mm-hmm. You could have AJ and Omos be the tag guys. Finn's the singles guy. Maybe a fourth person. Who, if if you had, to add a fourth person to Bauer Club, who would you add? Somebody on Raw. On Raw. Yeah. Maybe Damien. I'm I'm gonna say no to Damien, personally. Just, Sorry. <laughs> just really, personally. there was a right answer. <laughs> well, I only reason I'm, I I only reason I wouldn't say Damien is because he should be the one to beat Roman Reigns. And be the singles guy. Even though he's, you know, still on Raw. Um, oh. I'm like suddenly not remembering anybody on Raw. Um, if anyone's wondering why I'm yawning so much with my migraine medicine, I'm sleepy. I'm not uh, actually tired. Run down. Run down? Run down. Somebody posts a list. Oh wait, Ryan Satin posted the list of the roster. I keep going back to Ryan Satin's Twitter. Um, let's see. Show me Raw. Um, ooh, Edge would be a good one. Give him something to do. Um, oh, you know what? It's easy. Austin Theory. I would not put that upon Finn. Thank you, though. That would be horrible. <laughs> I would hate every single of that. Or, um, let's see. Um, who could do John Morrison? I, I've talked about how, uh, John Morrison would be a good addition to the, to the Bullet Club. I think adding him to Bauer Club, it, it would add some, uh, humor to it. You could turn AJ more serious than they have been lately. Have John Morrison be the funny guy. Um,. Orf, um, yeah, I guess maybe Veer. Either John Morrison or Veer, in my opinion. I think Damien's just kind of got the edginess that would work really well for it. Also, at the same exact time, I want Finn Balor and Damien to fight to the death. I think that'd be just, <laughs> I'm so excited for that rematch. You know, I don't really think of edginess when I think of Bullet Club anymore. Now that they've got, like, Chris Bay. I mean, but Bullet Club is just... It's kind of, like... I wouldn't say grittier, I guess, but, like, it's more... It's got... It's edgier. It's just a little edgier. It's not... The way I see it is it's, like, edgy best friends. Like, they're all best friends at the end of the day, but they've got a little bit of an edge to them. Actually, it was really cute. I watched um, Angeloa uh, fight um, 
fuck did he fight? I'm not gonna remember it. Um. Um, but it was somebody else from uh... Bullet Club. Yes, Chase Owens. Um, no, that I don't want to talk about Chase Owens right now. Didn't didn't you he know beat, about him? Didn't he beat Tanahashi. He beat Tanahashi today. People are mad about that. I'm mad about that. <laughs> um. Oh, he yeah he. Uh... I didn't realize that cage match does it like date, month, year. I was just like, March 10th was not the last time he wrestled. <laughs> um, yeah, so he fought Yujiro Takahashi. And mm. um, it was funny because like they kind of like turned on each other halfway through the match in like the sense of like uh, Takahashi kind of like went in for the two sweet and Manga went in for the two sweet and then kicked him in the stomach. And I was like, oh no, we're fighting. And then at the end, Tangaloa helped him out of the ring and, like, brought him backstage. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm watch more in GPW. Um, you should watch it with me. It's so much fun. I, I wanted to today, but then work called. I have, like, all new favorite wrestlers now. The cool thing is that I could have actually watched a live show today, and I didn't. For whatever reason. Okay. I didn't pay attention. But then I like was I saw the results coming in like I was like oh that happened seven minutes ago. Hmm. My my thing okay. is uh what what got me a little mad it's from a couple of days ago Shingo Takagi lost to uh, I forget who he lost to but he's like he's the guy he's the the heavyweight champ. He um. Lost. Let's see. I forget who he lost to. I thought he just fought Oda. Maybe it was, oh, maybe it was Coda. Oh, fucking shitting A. Well, we we have another match to get to. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Tamina for the women's tag titles. And this one was not very fun. Um, no, it was not. So we start with Nikki versus Natalia. Uh, Natalia bonks Nikki into buckle after buckle before beating her up in the corner. There's a drop kick twice to Natalia though. You go ringside. Um, Nina gets in, but Nikki doesn't see that. Um, he ends up slamming Nikki down with a boot. We get a headlock on Tamina though. Um, Tamina is still managed to get Nikki back down to the ground. Natalia gets in. Nikki rolls Natalia up in a small package um, without any luck. She gets Ray in off this. Uh, there's a dropkick to Tamina, um, who also uh, tags in. And, oh no, there's a dropkick to Tamina, sending her off the apron. And then a short arm clothesline series to Natalia. She then headbutts Natalia in the chest, um, which Natalia acts like she got hit in the jaw. I thought it was interesting. Um, but then uh, Rhea drop kicks her in the head. Rhea gets sent into the buckles. Um, Natalia does that new thing that she does, where she like runs from behind the person and then, like stomps on their head, which looks very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea then hits the Northern Lights suplex to Natalia um, after dodging a drop kick. 
the rip tied to Tamina after she gets in. Um, Nikki tags in off of that. She splashes Tamina off of Rhea's shoulders to win. Um, she goes like from electric chair position down onto Tamina. So. Yeah, very short match. Very short match. Um, but uh, now Natty and Tamina are broken up for some reason. Also, um. Be fair, Koda, so Koda did um, defeat Takagi. Um, but so did Zack Saber. Really, just fucking over Takagi right now. Um, all right, so wrestles so much that I feel like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it doesn't register in my head the same way that it registers when I'm watching like WWE. Right. Um, sorry. Like I've heard, NJPW just does their own shit. No rhyme or reason. So, uh, um, Definitely don't have like a ton of promos, that's for sure. So then we get draft round five. Uh, Karrion Cross stays on Raw. Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza go to SmackDown. Alexa Bliss stays on Raw. I am shocked that Alexa Bliss was this low, or this late into the draft. Like you're telling me you you picked the Viking Raiders? Over Alexa Bliss. Come on. Uh, and then Cesaro stays on SmackDown. Again, Cesaro. Just went for a universal title shot. Mm-hmm. And you, you pick the Viking Raiders over him. You pick Karrion Cross over him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, then Goldberg comes out. And he stands in the ring and he says, Bobby Lashley has the audacity to claim that what he did to my son was a misunderstanding. It wasn't. It was intentional. To be fair, uh, Mr. Berg, you don't know that. Uh, Bobby Lashley then comes out and says, for the last time, what happened to your son was a misunderstanding. You must be insane to think I'll come down to that ring and run the suit to beat, ruin this suit to beat your ass. Miriam says, starting to think the draft order was just Vince picking names out of a hat. It's fair. It's, it's entirely possible. Um, Bobby says, most of us aren't still dressing like it's 1998. Look at it from my point of view. At this point, it's a bit of character assassination. To be fair, Mr. Goldberg, um, if anybody hops over the barrier and, and tries to touch you, every wrestler will attack them. Chris Jericho punched a dude in the face shortly before this incident. But it was Sunberg, Mark. He should have known. Oh, yeah. He, yeah the eyes in the back of the head should have known. Sunberg radar should have been going off. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know Sunberg always shouts Sunberg whenever he gets, whenever he hops the barrier? <laughs> um... He says, you owe me an apology. What is with today and, and everyone wanting an apology from everyone? Like, why is that the storyline everyone has? Um, I know you want a match against me. I'll give you that match at Crown Jewel. That match is no holds barred. Oh, Bobby. You can bring your son along, too. Uh, Goldberg gets on his knees and starts laughing. He says, no holds barred gives me a license to kill. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Goldberg. It's still a Mr. Goldberg, match. no. <laughs> now, now, if if Bobby had suggested this is a an 
unsanctioned match, then yes, that would give you the license to kill technically, because WWE would not be liable. In an old barred match, WWE is still liable, so therefore, you do not have a license to kill Goldberg. God damn it. Um, you think I'm crazy, and I am. You want an apology? I'll give you an apology. I'll apologize to your kids after I leave your lifeless body in the ring, gasping for air. There's one thing for sure, you're next. No, Goldberg, you said that you're next. Uh, and you're dead. God. <laughs> uh, Bobby says, Bill, you know that you can't kill the Almighty. You can let go. You can let Gage know if he decides to do what he did last time. Uh, this time, I it won't be a misunderstanding. What would you do if you were standing in the ring and jumped on your back? Uh, yeah, and someone jumped on your back, and Cedric and and Shelton attack Goldberg from behind. Goldberg fends them off, and leaving Bobby just staring at Goldberg. And then we get an interview with Seth Rollins, and this is the chaos, the chaotic energy that a uh, Raw has needed. He says, guess who's back, back again, Sethy's back, tell your friends, I'm back, baby, Adam Cole, I'm better than I've ever been, do not rain on my parade, uh, after uh, Kevin tries to mention uh, Edge, says, do not rain on my parade, I will take care of that business on Smackdown, I don't give a shit who's, who steps to me. I am a revolutionary. I am Seth freaking Rollins. What's <laughs> happening, dude? He's just fucking something else. Uh, and then we get stand here the whole time, just like. <laughs> and then we get the new day versus the hurt business, Cedric and Shelton. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, so we start with Shelton versus Kofi. He drives Kofi into the corner before just fucking flinging the guy. Um, Cedric gets in. He does absolutely nothing. I'm pretty sure he just dragged Kofi around for like a solid five seconds. What's that face for? Um, somebody posted the list of women's tag teams after the draft. Oh. And it's Rhea and Nikki. That's it. And need I remind you, they made a second women's tag title. For NXT. Oh boy, oh boy. Just get rid of the title. Get rid of the title, add a fucking mid-card women's title. Because clearly, clearly Vince isn't going to do anything for women's tag team. Uh, um, so, real quick, let me just finish this match before I cry. Um, so, Shelton gets in, there's a tornado DDT to Shelton, Cedric and Xavier get in, there's like this crazy leg lariat to Cedric, and then a clothesline. Um, Xavier counters something that Cedric was trying to do with a side rush and leg sweep. He goes to the apron um, over the ropes and falls off the apron. 
Sophie then takes out Shelton ringside with a double stomp. Um, as after Shelton goes to attack Xavier, uh, there's a kick upside the head to Cedric. Um, and then Xavier goes up top with a near coast to coast elbow drop. Win. Yes, yes. And uh, I liked kind of the storyline was that Cedric and Shelton were injured after fighting Goldberg, so they didn't go in this 110%. It, uh, it, it protects them a little bit. Um, but uh, you, you know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? Going back to the women's tag teams for a second. How much you want to bet? I, I'm willing to bet money right now. Or I'm willing to bet some kind of punishment on the next podcast. Um, that on a week from today, on Monday, we will see the tag team of Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um, and then was Leah? Leah was drafted to uh, SmackDown, right? SmackDown. I think. No, she was I think she was drafted to Raw because she was already on SmackDown. Okay. Almost positive she switched brands. I have no fucking clue though. Then we'll probably see the tag team of Carmella and Aaliyah. And then on SmackDown we'll probably get Shotzi and Dakota. Or Eva and Dakota. I feel like Eve, they would put Eva and Dakota together because they both have pink hair. Um, I hope they don't. <laughs> that's a very WWE thing to do. So then the Street Profits come out and they say, congrats to, you, to our guys, the New Day. Congrats on your movie. How did you manage to escape The Undertaker? No spoilers. Uh, we came out to congratulate you guys and let the WWE Universe know that the Street Profits are back on Monday Night Raw and we want the smoke. Then we go to commercial. We come back. Randy Orton comes out with Riddle. Uh, he says, Omos, I'm here and I'm waiting. I haven't heard a response. It kind of makes me wonder, are you AJ's personal colossus or are you just a big bitch? AJ and Omos come out. AJ says, are you kidding me? You want a response? Have your response. We were celebrating my victory over Gilligan over there. I call him Gilligan because he calls me Skipper. This is so cute. That was really cute. <laughs> I, that Actually, like that, for whatever reason, made me go like... AJ, AJ has consistently shown that he is probably the cutest <laughs> member of the roster. <laughs> hate it <laughs> um he says uh also you're insignificant randy i don't un it doesn't matter if omas destroys you he would destroy you frankly do you really think he has any brain cells left to stop us from stomping us or from stopping us from taking those titles at crown jewel when we beat you we can show them shove them in your face week after week um and Oma says, as far as our match goes, Randy attacks AJ, interrupting Omas. Omas fights off Riddle, uh, and Randy and Omas stand face to face, but Randy RKO's AJ. And then we get the final round of the draft. Carmella goes to Raw. 
Um, Ridge Holland is called up to SmackDown. Um, very underwhelming. Probably not the best place for him. Yeah. Um, and then Gable Stevenson. Joke. Uh, alleged rapist to Raw. Um, Which means he's going to get a huge push the moment his ass touches down in the ring. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, e. it's, it's a miracle that somehow WWE hasn't tried to cover that up. I mean, the, to be fair, if you look up Gable Stevenson on fine, there's no reference to it. it. It's not even something where it's like you type his name into Google and like it says like allegations or something like that. Like you would literally have to look up Gable Stevenson and then what he did. Um, yeah. To find anything. There is a brief mention of it in Wikipedia, but Wikipedia very much like brushes it off like anyways. He was suspended from participating in college uh, sports for a minute. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if anyone's curious, just Google it. The information is... The, the best source I found, because AP and ABC will give you very uh, brief articles about it. Um... Somebody made a very comprehensive list of, of all the evidence and everything on Reddit with links yeah. to all the sources. If I'm not mistaken, if you if you don't want to hear the word, I'm sorry, but it, if you look up Gable Stevenson and then rape afterwards, I think it's like the third link. I was reading it today to make sure I wasn't about to say something wrong. Yeah. Um, Careful like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there's a oh no the link isn't I, I I have the link saved if anyone has any questions on what it is I have the list all right so then finally to end the night oh no no Sami Zayn was then drafted to to stay on SmackDown which I think is funny that he was the last draft pick. He, he even tweeted in all caps LAST. <laughs> God. They're really, they're really out to get him. Alright, so... Yeah, now we end the night with Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Oh, that rhymes. Alright. It's, it's funny because we had Shayna and Dana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New Day, Hurt Business. Big, that doesn't rock. Biggie, Big D, Big Bob. Yeah. Golf. Um, so there's a side headlock takedown to Bianca, who gets a side headlock on Charlotte. Charlotte takes out Bianca's legs. Bianca does the same thing to Charlotte. We get a cartwheel to avoid Charlotte and then a drop kick to Bianca. Um, Charlotte bumps into all buckles. Um, Bianca hits a drop kick to Charlotte. And then she does a little too much teasing. Rolls her up. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? What's going on? Headphones are about to die. 
Your laptop about to die too because your audio is getting a little funky. That's why. Ah. My headphones are about to die. What am I going to do? Maybe you should like plug in your laptop and all your stuff before. Hey, buddy. Buddy? Yeah. Bud? Bud? Wheels? Miller? What's going on? Kindle's not hearing me. Um, she obviously can't hear me because she doesn't have headphones in. There we go. Can you hear me? Okay. So, uh, there's a drop kick to Charlotte. Bianca does a little too much teasing. Charlotte rolls her up. Uh, Charlotte goes out to the apron. Bianca meets her out there. Gets thrown into a dragon sleeper and then a neck breaker. Um, Charlotte then throws Bianca over the barricade into the timekeeper's area. We go to commercial break, we come back, She's Charlotte's got the dragon sleeper in again, but Bianca flips free. There's a failed boot to the face of Bianca and a dropkick to Charlotte before a lingering vertical suplex. Uh, Bianca then hits a springboard moonsault right onto Charlotte's knees. Um, Charlotte ends up hitting Bianca with a big old powerbomb. Uh, Bianca wants another vertical suplex, but Charlotte ends up like easing her weight to go over, lands on her feet. Um, Bianca attempts a KOD. Charlotte lands on her feet again. Um, hits Bianca with a nasty little spear. She wants to stomp Bianca's leg against the ropes, but Bianca gets free. Um, she ends up going up top, and Charlotte shakes the rope um, to wiggle her off of it. Charlotte then goes up top. She wants the moonsault. She can't get it. She lands on her feet. Moonsaults again. Gets that instead. She wants the figure four, but she gets rolled up. Um, Bianca ends up going for the KOD, but the moment she she gets it, and the moment she goes to cover, Becky interferes and drags her off of Charlotte to disqualify the match. Yeah, what could have been a fantastic match? Uh, just a DQ. So that's our recap. That is our raw for today. Uh, stick around. If you have a question for our question segment after the best of the night, leave it in the chat now, and we will answer it after the bests of the night. All right, so you want to talk about promo of the night? You want to change the sign too? Also, if you have any questions for us, leave them in the chat. I already said that. Did you? Yes. Wow, I always think I'm going to get it. Oh, man. You're not listening to me. <laughs> oh, what's it like? What's it like? There's no reference for that on the podcast. Recently. Let me go back uh, maybe a, a week or two. Yeah, you'll probably find I was going to say, it's probably not that far behind. <laughs> All right, so Pearl hey. of the Night. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Mark. You haven't welcomed anyone to the podcast. I know what I want for promo of the night. Do you know? Yes. Big E, Big D, Big Bob. Dolph. <laughs> Dolph. <laughs> I'm so mad because I heard the first piano note and I was like, oh, Robert Rude's back. 
get glorious domination, but now we didn't get that at all. Uh, uh, but yeah, yep. I think that that's that's what I would choose. They need they need to break up Dolphin Rude and have Rude be a singles guy with a manager. Give him a manager, he'd be fantastic. I have a fucking uh, who's who's a manager right now? I mean, you give Paul Heyman to him. Paul Heyman just says fuck it. I leave both Brock and Roman. Go to Rude. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. That that was easily my promo of the night. It was a lot of fun. It's it's definitely the funniest thing in the whole night, and it was some great storytelling. Sure. I thought it was funny. Um, and as much as I, as much as Dolph has done this angle before, does it really well. Yeah, is so good on the mic. And I mean, honestly, outside of Rude, you had three men who are really great giving promos. So yeah, I mean, Dolph doesn't get enough credit from everyone because he's he's never recently in in the top spot. Uh, he's normally putting other people over. He's not booked well either. Um, but when he is in the top spot, he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about wrestler of the night. I really don't know. I don't know who impressed me today. Um, so out of all the matches, uh, from, from Jeff versus Damien, I picked Jeff from Shayna versus Dana. Obviously I picked Shayna. Uh, Mustafa and Mansoor versus Umberto and Angel. I pick Mustafa. Um, Biggie, Biggie and Big D versus Big Bob and Dolph. I pick Biggie. Uh, women's tag match: Ray Ripley, New Day versus Her Business, Woods and Bianca versus Charlotte. I pick Bianca, but I don't have a favorite of, out of any of them. It's not Shayna. It's not Mustafa. Um, it's not Rhea, not Jeff, not, not Woods, I'll go with E, I don't know, I'll go with either Biggie or Bianca. have gone with Woods. Woods? Fine, I'll go with Woods. It was a close okay. third. <laughs> Alright, and match of the night. This was a very uneventful match night. But let's go through worst to best. Uh, starting with 4 out of 10 women's tag champ title match. It was fine. It was lame. It was short. It ended with a roll up. Right, it ended with a roll up. No. Did it? No, it ended with. Oh, because they they referenced the last one ending in a roll up. It was like halfway through. Um, Nikki was up in like the electric chair position on Ray's shoulders, and like was kind of like dumped down onto Ray um... to win. I mean, it was pretty boring, uneventful. Um, 
Next up, another 4 out of 10, Mustafa and Mansoor versus Angel and Umberto. This could have been fantastic if they gave him more time. Give us a match more time, this will be a fucking 8, 9 out of 10 right here. These guys are all fantastic in the ring, just give them time. Uh, next up, 4 out of 10, Bianca Bell, oh no, Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. It was a squash match. Really mm -hmm. Did what it needed to do. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10, The New Day versus The Hurt Business. Give it more time, that's all you gotta do. It was decent, it was pretty enjoyable. But again, more time. That's it. Then another 5 out of 10, Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy. This match didn't really need to, it, it shouldn't have happened. Um, and it was very short. That's really all there is to it. It was decent overall, though. And then number uh, the six out of ten, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair could have been a very fun match. Really could have been, but it ended with the DQ, so that brought it down. It would have been match of the night had it not ended in DQ. So my pick for match of the night: Drew McIntyre and Biggie versus the Dirty Dogs. A lot of fun. Got a lot of character moments between Biggie and Drew. And a uh, solid match. Sure. I had a lot of fun with this match. I thought this was a good time. I thought it was kind of exactly what we all deserved. Yeah. Um, as far as like new bookings can kind of go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was another example of the can they coexist match. Even though there's no contention between Drew and E. I did like that even though Drew kind of like fucked E over, it was still kind of like a playful rivalry. And then E got the the big ending on a uh, Rude. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So, run it back. Promo the night. Big E meets Big D meets Big Bob meets Dolph. Uh, wrestler of the night, Xavier Woods. Match of the night. Big E and Big D versus Dirty Dogs. Big Double D. Biggie and Big D versus Big Double D. <laughs> Alright, so you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Alright, let's start with uh, Miriam in chat. She asked if you could pick one main roster wrestler to be your mentor in the ring. Who would you choose? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. If you could pick one main roster wrestler to be your mentor in the ring, who would you choose? A couple choices. I think I know exactly who I would choose. Who are you picking? I would probably choose Shayna. Shayna? Thinking either Drew Gulak or Finn Balor. If I were made, like if I were made for anything in the world... It's definitely grappling. I'm a spidery little fuck. I feel like Shayna could present the most knowledge to me. Only reason I say Finn is not only because of his in-ring ability, but also he seems like a very creative person. He'll be able to give a lot of insight on delivering your character in the ring. Also, if I'm not wrong, and I I've been wrong many times before. Um, 
think he trained Becky. Really? Oh, yes, I did hear that. I'm almost positive. I think you're right. Among a couple other people, but she was by Finn. Um, that is actually all the questions we have. Not on YouTube. You have any questions for me? Mm. No, you you don't have to think of any. Um, you want to close out the show? Yeah, but first, um, <laughs> what? Um. What would you, what would you um, call it? What would you call it if, <laughs> if, um, if a, if a Nigerian wrestler is, um, asking for your forgiveness? What? Apology! that we're losing all of our followers <laughs> on Twitter too <laughs> Miriam said your humor is literally holding all of wrestling together right now <laughs> I, <laughs> they were talking about apologies today on the show and I like <laughs> I had to pull up Apollo Crews' webpage, like his Wikipedia, so that I wouldn't forget to do this. Alright, well, I'll close out the show. Thank you all so much for watching. Do you want to close it out? Yeah. If you watch tonight, thank you so much. And if you watch in the future, thank you so much. There will be more jokes. I'll make more jokes. Don't scare Regardless them away. Regardless of what Mark wants. Um, please join us tomorrow night for our NXT podcast. We'll be talking about NXT. Most likely. Um, I assume. And then we will not be doing our Wednesday night WWE 2K20 podcast on Wednesday. We'll be doing it on... Didn't we agree on Friday? Today. We're not doing it on Friday because we have a podcast on Friday. Oh, okay. So Saturday. We're doing it Saturday. Saturday, probably like 4 o'clock, something like that. Well, maybe the evening because we do have Comic-Con. Oh, right. God. We're busy, busy. Go to a wedding and then Comic-Con. God. What if we just skipped one of them? Doesn't matter which. We just skip one. Alright, well, thank you all so much for watching. Like Liz said, Saturday will be WWE 2K20 Battle of the Brands. Um, 
don't forget to check out go to upfworld.com to check out the newest episode of our own promotion but it's not wrestling it's pokemon um follow and subscribe our youtube is the pinfall podcast or twitter if you're watching on youtube is uh twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast join live and we could talk to you about wrestling uh, thank you all for watching our Twitters at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three, and we'll see you tomorrow for NXT 2.0.